0: is to be able to share with you what thus saith the lord on this friday evening i'm blessed and i hope that you are too i'm first of all i first of all want to thank god for being the god of my salvation i'm glad that i'm saved and sanctified and filled with god's precious holy ghost and have a mind to continue to live for the lord what a joy it is for us to join together and study the word of god on tonight I wonder today, are you doing your very best to adhere to the word of the Lord? We're living in a day and time when we really need to know that people are trying their best to do the will of God. We're in that day and time. And so I want to encourage you to make sure that you have made your call and election sure. For we know not the day nor the time and the hour when the Lord Jesus shall appear. And a lot of times people are thinking about the ending of the world, but if the Lord comes for you, uh, that's, that's the end. And so you want to be ready at any time. God bless all of you. I'm so thankful as you're coming on. I'm so thankful that you're here with me on today. I always counted a blessing and an honor to share with you. I don't, I don't want you to ever think that I take for granted you being a part of our broadcast because it's so important that if I don't have you, I'm just making a speech. But I want you to know I appreciate you coming on and uh, participating in the Bible study and uh, also telling your friends and neighbors. Uh, I think there's a thing they call it a, a like and share, I think it is, I want you to share it with someone else that they can be blessed by the word of the Lord. Let us say a p- word of prayer as before we go into the word. Dear Lord, I thank you, and I praise your holy name for all that you have done for me. I thank you for this day's journey. I thank you, O oh God, for how you continue to bless your people everywhere. Continue to strengthen them, continue to encourage them, continue to make them eager to receive what thus saith you and we shall forever give your name the praise, the glory and honor shall be thine in Jesus name. Thank God, amen. I want to call your attention to the word of God. I want you to go with me. Uh, I'm gonna read a familiar passage of scripture. It's found in the 133rd number of Psalm. It said, "Behold." how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessings, even life forevermore. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of His holy word. I want to talk to you about something today because I believe it is very important um, that we understand uh, what the Lord is saying to us regarding uh, some things in our lives. Uh, oftentimes, uh, we 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 miss things because uh, we uh, you you've heard me say it before. We come to church with push brooms, or we come to this church moment with push brooms instead of rakes. In other words, we're pushing everything. You know, we've gotten in a habit in church of saying, "Touch a neighbor and tell them." Well, no, no. Uh, I want you to rake this in tonight. Rake this in. Somebody type on your screen. I know it's early. I started early. Uh, Type this on the screen and say, rake this in. Yeah, yeah, you bad. Rake this in. Rake this in. And uh, in that second chapter of um, of Philippians, starting at the 25th verse, it said, yet I suppose it necessary uh, to send Apaphrodius Uh, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, uh, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. Uh, For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that ye had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore the more carefully, I sent him therefore the more carefully that when ye see him again, ye may rejoice, and that I may be the less sorrowful. Rejoice, receive him, excuse me, receive him therefore, in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation. Because for the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death. Not regarding his life to supply your lack of service toward me. I want to place emphasis on that third, 30th verse. Because for the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death. To death because of the work of Christ. Epiphrates was about to die, was about to lose his life. He loved this work so much until he was willing to die for it. Something I learned not too long ago uh, about these, um, I don't know what you call them, uh, uh, terrorists, that's what they are called. These terrorists, I learned something about their mentality. The terrorist will take a bomb and strap it to himself and will ride into a building of people that they feel are objective to them or uh, objection, have objection to them and will blow himself up just to take out some people that are against his call. Oh my God. He will actually lose his life to make sure that his cause is gained. Well, I'm not telling anybody, and I don't want you to get off and say Bishop Sheard has gone crazy, but there is a lack of commitment among our people. Um, there's a lack of commitment. I'm not telling you that you gotta uh, go strap a bomb around you, but there is a lack among our people. It's a lack. And our people, our people are not willing to make the sacrifice uh, to make sure that the work of the Lord continues. And Paul was appreciative for the saints Thinking of him in, in that twenty-sixth verse, he was—he has been long. He—he—he—he he, he, he made mention of how the people uh, had 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 given some appreciation for him, and so they—they uh, they said in that twenty-sixth verse, "For he longed after you all, and was full of heaviness because that ye heard that he had been." Sick, He was say he had been longing to see all of you and is troubled because you heard that he was sick. He wanted to come and see you. Yeah. Go with me to the 69th number of psalm. I'm going to talk a little bit about this and I'm not going to be long. Um, uh, but uh, thou has known my reproach, said the word of God, and my shame and my dishonor. My adversaries are all before the reproach have broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. And I look for some to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. You, you know," said the psalmist, "that I have been insulted, put to shame, humiliated, and all of my opponents." Are ready for me, standing in front of me, standing in front of you. He says, the insults have, have broken my heart and I am sick. I look for sympathy, but there was none. I look for people to comfort me, but I found no one. Let me tell you something about heaviness. Proverbs 12 and 25 tells us that heaviness In the heart of man maketh it stoop, (laughs) but a good word maketh it glad. Now watch what it said. A person's anxiety will weigh him down, but an encouraging word makes him joyful. And that's why Jesus told us, come unto me over there in Matthew, the 11th chapter. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Because sometimes the cares of life can weigh us down. And we can be looking for someone to give us an encouraging word. And they never will. But Jesus says, you can get comfort. Encouragement from me. Somebody type on the screen and say, Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Go with me to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and the 26th verse. This is talking to the church. And the people in the church need to understand that we need to, 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 to undergird or, or help or strengthen. The people who are hurt. We shouldn't just walk around saying, Well, I ain't got nothing to do with it. They, they made bad choices. No, if they are hurting, we need to help them. Look what 1 Corinthians 12, 26 said. And whether one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, now, let me deal with that because if one part of your body suffers. All the other parts go to that part to help. If I stub my, my baby toe, I'm going down, I'm going down, going down to see what's going on with it. And that's the analogy that the apostle Paul says about using for other members of the church. If, all, if one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. If one Now watch this. And, 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 and if one member is honored, <coughs> then all the members rejoice with it. So that's a lesson for those persons who get all the awards or get all the accolades and then you don't want to share, you want to act like it's all about you. No, if you are being honored, let the people of God rejoice with you. Lord have mercy. Help me right in here. Galatians 6 and 2 says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Help carry. I'm coming to help you. I'm coming uh, to give you some assistance. I don't want you who are following Christ to suffer. So I'm going to help you through your situation. Now now now, now, now in, in Philippians the second chapter in the 27th verse, for indeed he was sick unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not only, not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore, this is Paul talking, I sent him therefore the more carefully that when ye see him again, Ye may rejoice, and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation. Indeed, he was sick and he almost died, I'm talking about Epiphanius. But God had mercy not only on him, but also on me, and kept me from having one sorrow on top of another. You need to understand that when God, we pray to God in the body of Christ, we're praying that God will heal you, that God will raise you up, because if God doesn't raise you up, if God allows you to die, then we're sorrowful. So when we pray for you, we're praying for ourselves that we'll continue to have joy and won't be crying and going on. So I'm especially eager to send him to you in this way. You will have the joy of seeing him again, and I will feel relieved, said Paul. Said, Give him a joyful Christian welcome. Make sure you honor people like Epaphrodius uh, highly. Because in fact, Epaphradius was a hero, an unsung hero, because in fact, he was the one who was willing to die for the cause of Christ. Go with me to Matthew, the 10th chapter. And the 40th verse tells you how to receive people of this nature. The person who welcomes you welcomes me. And the person who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. The person who welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Uh, The person who welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. My brothers and sisters, something good is going to happen to you if you start thinking well towards other people. John 13 and 20 said, verily, 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 verily means I can guarantee you this. He that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. Whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 16. I want to talk about this and then I'm almost through. I'm almost through. Lord have mercy. I'm almost through. I'm going to finish up tonight. I thought I was going to do a two-part series, but I think I'm going to finish this. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Let's see how we're going. All right. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16 and 10. 1 Corinthians 16 and 10. Hallelujah. Now, if Timothy come. See that he may be with you without fear. Now, first of all, let me give you some, uh, as as, uh, one of my mentors in the gospel uh, the late Bishop Chandler, David Owens, would say, let me give you the history story about Timothy. Timothy was a young man, and you know how church folk can be towards young people in ministry. Help me, God. So Paul, how you know, uh, uh, Brother Shear? Because I was a young man in ministry, and a lot of times people didn't want to uh, hear what I had to say because they thought I was too young, and he don't know that much, and, and all that kind of crazy stuff, and, and you know, people get all off into this age thing, but a person who is dedicated to, to ministry, hallelujah, Is telling you what thus saith the Lord. So Paul says to the uh, church at Corinth, now if Timothy come, see that he may be with you without fear. In other words, don't try to do these intimidation games on him because he's a young man. Don't be trying to pull rank on him. It said, for he worketh the work of the Lord as I also do. My God, let no man therefore despise him, but conduct him forth in peace, that he may come unto me, for I look for him with the brethren. As touching our brother, Apollos, Apollos, I greatly desire, Him to come unto you with the brethren, but his will was not at all to come at this time. But he will come when he shall have convenient time. Ah, Now, let me say it again. He says, if Timothy comes, make sure that he doesn't have anything to be afraid of while he is with you. Treat him with respect. He's doing the Lord's work. And no matter, you know, this is the, one of the reasons why people have problems with young people in ministry is because they acted a fool in their youth. Uh-oh. Uh, y'all ain't going to like me there. Some of y'all acted a fool in your youth. And now you are really, you've got to be careful because you will be jealous of somebody who is youthful in ministry because they're doing the work of God when God called them and you wasted time. Ooh. He's doing the work of the Lord like I'm doing, said Paul. So no one should treat him with contempt. And without quarreling, give him your support for his trip so that he may come to me. In other words, give him offering. When he preached, give him an offering. Y'all don't like my lesson. Ooh, I'm expecting him to arrive with the other Christians. Treat him like he's a minister of the gospel and not just, I don't care nothing about him growing up in the church, you remember him when he was knee high to a duck. Uh, you remember too much, because don't, we don't, his mama don't remember him being a knee high to a duck. Uh, y'all, y'all, okay, I, 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 I don't know why I got off on that. Forgive me. Uh, Concerning Apollos, (laughs) our brother in the Christian faith, I tried hard to get him to visit with you, uh, but he didn't want to do it at this time. He'll come at a later time. Now let's go to 3 3 John, the first chapter and the eighth verse we therefore we therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth i wrote unto the church but diotrephes who loveth to have the preeminence among them receiveth us not ah let me deal with this, Theotrophus. Uh, uh, I wrote a letter to the congregation, but Theotrophus, uh, who loves to be in charge, uh, wouldn't accept us. Uh, he wouldn't accept the ministers of the gospel. We, we, you, you know, you got some people that are rejected. They, they only want to hear who they want to hear. That's that's not right according to the word of God. Go back and let's get back on that 10th verse when wherefore if I come I will remember his deeds which he doeth prating against us with malicious words and not content therewith neither doth he himself receive the brethren but forbiddeth them that would and chaste and casteth them out of the church. See, this is one of these control, uh, well, let me see if I can make this nice. This is one of these control persons. Uh, uh, he says, so, hey, Paul said, for this reason, the apostle, excuse me, said, for this reason, when I come, I will bring up what he's doing. I'm going expose him. <coughs> he's not satisfied with just saying malicious things about us. He also refuses to accept the believers, uh, uh, we send as guests. And he even tries to stop others who want to accept them and attempt to throw those people out of the congregation because he is rotten. I said it. He's rotten. And you got people that don't want new people to come in the church because they are scared that they may lose their little influence. You, you're rotten trying to hinder the work of the Lord. So never, uh, the apostle says in that 11th verse, never imitate evil, but imitate good. And the person who does good is from God, and the person who does evil is, ne- has never been seen or has never seen God. Everyone, including uh, the truth itself, says good things about Demetrius. We also say good things about him, and, and, and you know that what he, we say is true. And so he said, I have a lot to write to you. However, I would rather not write. I hope to visit you very soon. Then we can talk things over uh, 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 personally. I, I, I got to come and deal, Paul, uh, the apostle said, I got to come and deal with some of the craziness That you're dealing with in the church My God Some crazy things that are happening In the church and I got to deal with them Go over there there to the 30th verse of Philippians 2 Because for the work of Christ He was nigh unto death Not regarding his life to supply your lack of service toward me He risked his life And almost died for the work of Christ In order to make up for the help you couldn't Give me let's go to Philippians the fourth chapter in the 10th verse Philippians 4 and 10 but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again wherein ye were also careful but ye lacked opportunity the Lord uh, this is what uh, the apostle says here, that the Lord has filled me with joy because you again showed interest in me. You, 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 you were interested uh, but did not have an opportunity to show it. And Epiphritus uh, would be considered one of those nobodies in the scripture. He never wrote a book in the Bible. Matter of fact, most people don't even know how to pronounce his name. Nor is he mentioned anywhere else in the Bible. He has never had a statute erected in his honor or become famous for his accomplishment. However, Paul called him a hero. And what are you saying to me? A hero in the church is not interested in you always calling their name. Paul uses Five terms, I'm almost there, and I'm gonna come back to describe him. He described him as a brother. He described him as a fellow worker. He described him as a fellow soldier. He described him as a messenger, and he described him as a minister. Now I'm gonna come back, I believe I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna deal with this very briefly in our next session on next Friday night. I think that my time is just about up and, uh, and I'm going to deal with this very briefly and then we'll have an opportunity uh, to talk about what uh, the Apostle Paul thought of this man named Epaphroditus. Uh, Epaphroditus was a hero. He doesn't have his name mentioned or called all the time. Uh, He's not asked to stand up in service and let everybody say amen that he's here. He, He wasn't the type of person that had to have a seat on the platform, but he was a hero. And the apostle Paul referred to him as a brother, a fellow worker, a fellow soldier, a messenger, and a minister. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about on next Friday is a a person who was a brother, a fellow worker, a fellow soldier, a messenger, and a minister. Don't forget to join me on next Friday. Don't forget. I gave you the history on today, but we're going to talk about it some more on next Friday. Friday. God bless you. Listen, I want you to sow into this word. If this word has been a blessing to you, I want you to sow into the ministry. Listen, I trust that you will make a sacrifice of just $20 tonight. Sow into this anointed, fertile ground. And you can give. The ways of giving are on your screen. You can mail your seed in to Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church. At 19190 Schaefer Highway, that's Bishop J. Drew Sheard Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, 48235. Or you can give at PayPal, that's paypal at geicolgic.org. Or you can go to GiveLify and you can look on GiveLify and search for Greater Emanuel Institutional Church. And uh, please look for our logo and you can give there. Or you can always give by cash app. That's dollar sign GEI Kojic 1. Or you can give in our uh, cash app. And if that's not suited for you, you can give on text to give at 28950 and type in GEI offer and space. And please press C. Please, come on. Uh, sow a seed of $20 and watch God bless you. I know he will. He's done it for so many others. He's going to do it for you. I'm going to pray over your seed. And dear Lord, I thank you once again for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. Thank you for the doors you've opened and the ways you've made. Thank you for this word. And thank you for the word that's coming. And God, I ask that you will bless us in a special way. And we shall forever give your name the praise. Bless these seeds. Cause them to not only be blessed for the sake of ministry, but for the sake of our personal lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost, rest, rule, and abide. Henceforth now and forevermore. And we all said amen. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday at 830 and 1130. Let's get ready. God is up to something great in our lives. God bless you.